Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero in your new home by providing you all the information that you need, whether you're building, buying, or designing your next project. Today's topic is the truth about allowances. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and I want to thank you for tuning into The Home Building Hero today. So allowances, those are one of the things that people get maybe the most nervous about and probably have the least amount of understanding in building a home. So what I'm going to do in this episode, in this podcast, is let you know what an allowance is, and then I'm going to go through, number one, why builders use them, two, how allowances work, and then three, why you should add allowances into your building contract. So that's what I plan to cover in this podcast, and hopefully I'll give you guys a little bit more information, uh, both the good and the bad, about allowances in building contracts. Because, again, I think it's one of the most misunderstood concepts in building, and it's actually fairly simple, and I think I can give you guys a lot of good information on it and help you guys make a great decision for your allowances. So first and foremost, an allowance is basically like a little savings account within your building contract. So an allowance would be like an allotment of money that's set aside for a specific purpose. So for example, many homes will come with, say, a light fixture allowance. And let's just say that allowance is $2,000. So what that allowance does is that says you have $2,000 available to you to spend on light fixtures. Now, you have to be careful with that because that doesn't mean that you can just go out and buy $2,000 of light fixtures before tax and that's what you're going to pay because you still have to factor in sales tax and most likely there's going to be a markup in that allowance amount. So let's say that you go to a supplier, your lighting supplier that your builder gives you with your $2,000. If you spend exactly $2,000 on light fixtures, It will work out to be more than that and you'll actually owe the builder money because the way an allowance works is that you reconcile that amount out with the builder. So for example, again, if you're spending $2,000 on light fixtures and the builder, let's just say, has a 10% markup, you're looking at $2,200 and that's not also including sales tax, so it could even be more than that. So that would mean if you had a $2,000 allowance, you spent $2,000 on light fixtures, you would still owe your builder $200 at the end of the day. And that would be out of pocket at the end at closing. So realistically, if you wanted to stay within your allowance, you would want to pick light fixtures in, say, the $1,700 to $1,800 range so that you hit your $2,000 allowance. And that's kind of how it works. So an allowance amount is something that's balanced out at the end of construction. And you typically would have, if you go over, you're going to owe that amount. And if you go under, you should get a credit on that amount. But you need to be careful because some some allowances don't include credits. So you have to double check on that. That's a case-by-case basis with your builder. So again, allowance is an allotment of money used for a specific purpose. And you can see allowances in all sorts of different categories. You can see it for light fixtures. You could see it for cabinets. You could see it for painting. You could see it for flooring. Uh, You could see it for site costs. All sorts of different things can be done as allowance. So let's go more specifically into the topics of allowances. So why 
does a builder use an allowance figure? And there's, there's multiple reasons, but first and foremost, as, as uh, my company as an example, we do use allowances for site costs, especially if the customer is providing the site themselves. Because we can go look at the site and we can go look up on some maps and maybe call some contractors, but we don't know exactly how much everything is going to cost to the dollar on a site. Because until we actually break ground on the site, we open up a hole and, and create the basement on it and, and do some of the construction work, you know, even cutting in the roads, we don't know exactly what we're going to run into. So a lot of times, and in almost all cases, the builder is going to do your site costs as an allowance. And again, how that would work is you would be given sets of money for different things, and there's all sorts of different site cost allowances that you're going to find. For example, you might find allowances for your site grading. You'll find allowances for stone for your driveway, stone to fill in your garage cavity where they excavate, Allowances for um, erosion or silt fence, so to protect the soil from running off the property. There'd be allowances for that. There would be allowances potentially for your permits. Allowances for laying the house out on the lot or doing a survey. And then depending on where you live, if it's a, a city or a fully improved area, you might have an allowance for sewer and water connections. Or if you're building in a rural area and you have a well and septic, you definitely would have an allowance for those items. And especially like a well, a well can have a huge cost variance because we don't know how deep that well is going to be until we actually drill it. So you have to hit a certain amount of water pressure and get good, clean water. So you could have a situation where on one property next door, you could have a 100-foot deep well, which is a pretty normal depth. And you could go to the lot next door and all of a sudden you have a 300 foot deep well because the water table can change. So that has to be done as a variable cost or as an allowance. And then you might also have allowance for some other things like um, maybe your mechanical permits. You may have allowances for your other site costs like if there's impact fees. Uh, those Those can tend to be allowance figures as well. You may also have allowances for winter construction because you may or may not need those figures so those are all things that you would put an allowance at and that's very typical with just about any builder that you're going to have those type of allowances and again those function the same way as i mentioned before so you will get an actual bill the builder will account for it by showing you that actual bill and then everything gets balanced out so for example you know, again, let's say you have $20,000 set aside for your site costs and you have a city lot that might be pretty typical and your actual costs come in at $18,000. There will be a builder markup on it and it could be anywhere from 10 to 20% typically for their markup. And that markup is the builder's cost of doing business. So if you see 10% or 20%, that is not pure profit for a builder. That is a lot of times cost for them because they still have the cost of their project manager. They have their cost of the builder's risk insurance. They have the cost of their office building, their trucks, the fuel to get to the job site, their cell phones, all those hard costs of running a construction company, the support staff in the office, that has a certain amount of cost. So 
the builder does have to mark that up to cover some of those costs. And again, that markup can vary quite a bit in percentage. And um, you know you have to understand that the builder is entitled to make something on that money because they have to pay their, their bills as well. They have to stay in business. So it is good to ask what the markup is on those allowances and what the percentage is. And the other thing you have to be careful of with these allowances is that you need to be careful that your builder and you are allocating enough money for each of those allowances. Because there are some builders out there that will put those allowance dollar figures very, very low. And they do that just so their price looks good. And they know that, well, at the end of the day, the customer pays for it anyway. So why, you know, let's give them a lower number just so our numbers look good. We can win the bid. We know we get the job. Obviously, after construction, then we will move forward with, um, you know, just sending them a bill at the end for everything that they owe. And obviously, that does not work well at the end of the day because you end up typically with unhappy customers because they get all of a sudden a bill for uh, thousands of dollars that they weren't expecting. It's not a good experience. So we try to increase our allowances and, and put in higher allowances with the hopes that not only do they cover the actual cost, but hopefully there's a little bit of money coming back to you and you get um, a you know a check back, which I think really makes things a lot easier when you get that. So be careful with those allowance figures, but understand that you know no builder's perfect, no estimator's perfect. Those things can vary especially if it's an area outside of where they, the builder will typically build in or uh, if you just run into things. Because on, on job sites, all the time, you can run into unexpected scenarios that can exceed your cost. So just understand that. And what I would do and what I recommend to most customers is, is to put in a little bit more money because, again, if you don't use those allowance figures with most builders, you would get that money back. So, for example... Let's say you have that city lot and you have $20,000 in, in various site costs. You may want to say, you know what, put another $2,000 into the allowances. Just make an additional grading allowance or make an additional stone allowance and put that in there. And if you don't use it, you get that money back. Or if you do have an overage, then you don't have to go back to the bank and ask for more money. You don't have to put that money out of pocket. You've already went to the bank and you've requested that money and it's built right into your mortgage. And especially with interest rates being low, it's a good time to make sure that you put in a little bit more money into your contract because it's not going to cost you that much to borrow it. And and many times too, let's say you set up your mortgage for that amount, the builder doesn't have to draw that amount if you don't use it. So your mortgage payment would just drop down. So let's say you had a $400,000 house, you didn't use that extra $2,000 allowance. Well, now your mortgage is $398,000 instead of $400,000 and your, and your payment will drop. So that's another way to go where you just don't draw that money. So that's fairly typical on new construction. But I would take this further and say, you know, for allowances, you need to be careful in that, you know, a lot of times builders have built-in allowances as well. And you really need to find out what you're going to get with that built-in allowance. Some builders use lots of allowances. Some use very little. On, on standard items in, within the home, my practice is that I don't use a lot of allowances. The only allowances we really use are for lighting. We already include a certain type of carpet that we show in our homes. We include um, you know, very specific 
details on what kind of tile flooring we include, what kind of wood flooring we include. So those are not done by allowance. Those are just spec'd out. But some builders will include allowances for all those items. And if you don't really know what those things really cost, you could end up thinking you're getting everything covered in your home only to find out that you are way short. So for example, you could have a builder that has allowances not only for lighting, but they could have painting allowances and carpet allowances and and tile flooring allowances and, and uh, the list goes on. But if they put in small dollar amounts to keep their price low, you may find that, wow, I can, I can barely even find any ceramic tile in that price range to outfit my house. All of a sudden you've got to spend more money. And, oh, you know, I the carpet allowance buys the absolute cheapest carpet you can possibly find. It is the worst of the worst. There's no way I'm putting that in my home. All of a sudden there's two $3,000 there, and there's $2,000 on light fixtures, and there's 2000 extras on your tile floor, and $2,000 on painting, and so on and so forth. It can add up very quickly. So be very careful of those allowances. Find out from your builder really what would typically be included in that allowance. So is is the stuff that they show in their model home, is that within the allowance? Does that exceed the allowance? Find those things out because when you do, um, you at least know going in you know what you're going to find. Now the other thing I'm going to caution people on, and this is where a lot of people really get burned, is um, when you do a full custom home. Be very careful of builders that just include lots of allowances on a full custom home. So a full custom home, of course, is a home where you know there's a plan created for you and um, or you bring in your own plan and you have a builder quote it. Now, if you get a quote back very quickly from a builder on a custom home, like within a day or two, um, most likely they're going to have a lot of allowances in that. Um, we don't do it that way. We would actually custom quote each house and have each trade that we use price out that home so it's, our, our numbers are very accurate. But some builders will put in a lot of allowances. And this is where people get into major trouble because they don't really know what they're getting. They might say, oh wow, they gave me $5,000 for carpet. That sounds like a lot of money. Well, maybe on a small house it is, but on a giant house, like an 8,000 square foot house, $5,000 in carpet isn't going to go very far. And if you have lots of low figured allowances in your price, you are most likely going to be owing a lot of money at the end, and you're probably not going to be very happy with your builder. So I would definitely beware of builders, especially custom builders, that are giving you lots and lots of allowances. And they may say, well, you know, I didn't really know what you wanted, so I just, you know, I just figured in something basic. And uh, they probably won't tell you that, and they'll go, oh, I can build this, you know, really neat custom house for you, Mr. Customer. I can build it for you for a half million dollars. And, and and maybe another builder that actually prices things out says, well, you know, this is a $620,000 house uh, and it's going to include X, Y, and Z and all these items. And you get another builder that just says, yeah, I can build that house for you for five fifty. dollars um, You want to go? You want to go ahead and build it? And you might be like, wow, that's a lot cheaper. I'm, I'm going to go with that cheaper guy. But you could end up paying a lot more in the long run because, again, you're getting maybe low priced allowances in that contract. So you got to be very careful with that to understand what you're getting. So again, be cautious with that. Ask questions. Not only ask what the markup is of the allowance, um, you know, that the builder will mark it up because it's good to know that, but also ask, you know, what, what items are done by allowance and what are fixed costs. And then also ask if you 
don't spend the entire allowance if those get credited back to you and how that is handled. Okay. And again, keep in mind, I always recommend for people when you're building, you know, be careful of obviously builders that have lots and lots of allowances because that means you're going to have way more variable costs. And variable costs, typically when people build a home, they're going to tend to go up a little bit more than, than they do go under. But the other thing I recommend is if you're building, no matter what, if you're building with, you know, a, a production builder or a custom builder, it's a good idea for you to build in a few allowances right into your contract as well. Because if you think you are going to make some upgrades or you think, yeah, you know what, I have good taste. I want to spend a little bit more money on these type of things. Um, you know, I, I really want to have some fancy light fixtures in my home or I know I'm going to want some upgraded countertops. You can build in allowances right into your building contract that you can use for your selections. So you can say, you know what, let's put $2,000 more in my lighting and let's put another $2,000 into my flooring allowance and we'll put $2,000 into my countertop allowance. And now you have some extra money set aside to use for whatever you want. Now, most of the time, the banks will be fine with that. The only time they won't is if you start putting allowances in for things that really don't have value. Like you say, well, you know, I'm going to do a decorating allowance of $10,000. The bank may not approve that because they don't really know what that's going towards. So you may have to do what I mentioned earlier and just break it up into, okay, I'm going to put $2,000 extra into lighting and I'm going to put $2,000 extra into flooring. Because at least when they appraise the home and they do the valuations, they can say, you know what, we know where those dollar amounts are likely going to be going towards. And they won't just give you, you know, uh, you know, a, a customer allowance for just anything. So some some banks uh, will not give, let you do allowances for window treatments because they say, you know what, those don't add value to the home. Uh, even though you might need them, they may not allow you to do that. So just be careful with that. Each bank is very different on it, but I do highly recommend from a builder standpoint to add in some additional allowances for your own use. And it can really make things a lot easier. You know, we've had jobs where um, customers have put in additional allowances for things and they've just wanted to have that extra cushion. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, we do have a job site where we have bad soil conditions or challenges that were unforeseen. Now at least they have that money covered. They don't have to pull it out of pocket. They don't have to worry about you know, coming up with the dollar amount at the end of the build and paying the builder their balance. Because of course, those balances do need to be covered and paid for before they close and, and you can move into your home. So again, good pieces of advice is ask how those allowances are handled. Make sure you know everything that is allowance versus things that are just a fixed cost. Find out if you get credits, find out what the markup is on it. And uh, if you go into it fully educated, knowing about allowances, you're going to have a great build no matter who you build with. So I hope you guys have found this episode of the Home Building Hero to be super informative and you learned all about the truth about allowances. And of course, if you guys have questions about anything that you heard on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Twitter and my Twitter handle is at building underscore hero. So building with the little lower dash and the word hero, all in lowercase, you can tweet me there. Otherwise, if you prefer to shoot me an email, you can reach out to me at, and the address is homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. You can reach me there as well. Just submit a question. I'd be glad to answer it for you. 
And of course, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so you get notifications every time we drop a new episode. We have new episodes coming out every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Friday. So make sure you subscribe. And also, if you're going in your podcast app, please make sure if you're listening to this podcast to go in and give us a five-star rating. It does help people find us so that we can give this valuable information to everyone that's out there. And of course, any other questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you all soon.